everybody. Welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We have one more episode for the year talking all about our favorite game, Marvel Champions. I'm one of your hosts, Kennedy Hawk. Today I have with me one of my good friends, Adderkop. How's it going, Adderkop? I'm also one of your hosts. I'm Adderkop, and I'm doing well. Well, I was going to call you a friend, but you're a host too. I agree. That I can, is technically a small portion of your job. <laughs> so, I thought I was going to record another tier list at the end of the year about heroes by myself on one of those 2D graphs, and I promised people that I would, so I will in the new year, because I'm excited to, because I've been taking notes on it, but I had a co-hosted friend that was able to join me for recording, and nothing is more fun over the holidays than friends. So, we're going to do it as a team instead, in a traditional tier list style, but this is still a kitchen table tier list. Don't get me wrong, we are a kitchen table podcast. We love playing casual games, fun games with our friends. I think we both like competitive games too, but um, I love just throwing down cards with Marvel Champions at the kitchen table. Yeah, that's a different mode. Um, I do I do love competitive gaming, but uh, here I like just goofing around and playing with my favorite heroes. And there's nothing wrong with those tier lists that do focus on the power of heroes and things like that, right? Fun is something different to everybody else. I think most people would agree that losing isn't fun. So playing with a powerful hero can definitely be fun. So what is our kitchen table hero fun factor tier list? It's a combination of Kennedy and Adderhawk's opinion on fun and not fun heroes. It is not a definitive way that all players see the game. It is not a perfectly mathematical or scientific um, schematic. There's a bit of emotion here from both of us, I think. Um, I would I would tell you maybe more emotion about some characters for me and more emotion from some characters for Adricon, but we'll see. Um, what this is is a fun means... Wow, I can't even write a sentence. This is a fun means to discuss and engage about heroes. Um, I don't even know what that sentence was supposed to write. But fun means different, something different... Oh, I should just read the sentence. Is that what I should do? Fun means something <laughs> different to everyone. <laughs> And sometimes Kennedy stumbling over his words that he just typed is fun. Um, so feel free fun. to tell us your version of fun in the comments below, because where we place heroes probably isn't going to be the most fun spot for you to place heroes, because not everyone is going to have Hawkeye at the S tier where he belongs. Um, and that's okay. It's totally fine for everybody to have different opinions about fun. That's why it's awesome that we have 41 heroes in Marvel Champions. So we are going to make a kitchen table tier list, which is sort of like a casual style fun factor tier list. So before we get into that... We should probably, each of us, talk about what makes a hero fun to us. Is that a fair question? Yeah, I think so. I think we should clearly define it and then go forward. So for me, fun falls on two axes. And this is going to be my video in January. But on one axis of fun is power level. If a character is too strong, like too, too strong, they, just, they become not fun to me because like, the challenge is removed. And if they're too far behind the curve, I struggle to find scenarios and deck builds that make them fun. So there's like this Goldilocks spot on the fun axis. And then there's a like interesting decision-making axis. Um, and like it, it feels silly to say that some, some heroes have boring decisions. Um, but if heroes just become like autopilot and things like that, or if they only have one deck they really work well with because there's not a lot of interesting decision-making you can do in deck building, then to me that's not very exciting. So I want as much interesting decision-making as possible without there being brain burn. There's like this thin layer at the top of the decision-making axis that if you're in that layer, it means I have to think about too many things in my turn and they like nosedive in fun factor. So... That probably didn't describe anything, but I want interesting decisions, and I want the Goldilocks <laughs> for power. What about you? 
Um, uh, pretty similar. Um, I've got those two those two uh, axes as well. But my third axes would be: uh, Does this really feel like I'm playing with the character? Um, you know, I signed up to play Marvel Champions to play with characters that I like in scenarios that are familiar to me. And if the character does not really feel like that, then that detracts from the character. They could be they could be powerful, and they could be interesting. But if they're not um, aligned in the way that you would expect, then they're just they're just not for me. So thematics, that's fair. When we do the hero yeah. primers, I usually have five factors. And I think when I was doing the villain list like four times in the video, I was like, oh, I need another axis on this plot. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is a six axis plot. You know what they call that? Like data vomit, <laughs> data dumping. But I think it's important. I think thematics is important. So now that you said that, I also have a third axis. And then I guess the fourth axis is fun. So, you know, this is going to be great math. This this is secretly this is math. So sorry everybody. Yeah, sorry math. everybody. Professor Kevin Hockey is here to teach you some math. <laughs> All right, <laughs> now let me get my linear algebra equations out. And oh, no. we'll All right, so each player in group that plays Marvel Champions has a different idea of what fun is, right? And this is going to be you can do this exercise with anyone you play Champions with. It can be a fun game to play because if if gamers are good at anything, it's making anything into a game. And this is a co-op game, but this game might feel a little bit competitive when we get into it. Um, but basically, we're going to make a combined tier list of what Addercop and I see as being fun. So since it's a game, we need an RRG. So I'm putting some ground rules down so that we can play ball correctly. Um, each turn, we're going to go back and forth taking turns. We can place a hero on a tier, or we can take a hero that's on a tier and bump them up or down one level and justify why we're doing what we're doing. Um, so we can play sports ball a little bit, right? I know Adderkopf loves Captain America, so my first power move could be to put Captain America at D tier, so he has to waste five turns bringing Cap up to S tier, because I know that he will. Whoa. That being said, I'm not going to do that, because I also think Captain America is S tier. But there might be disagreements we have where that happens. Um, so you have to decide, do you want to place a new hero, or like fix the chart to be more aligned with your opinion? When we place the 41st hero on the chart, that hero is solidified, and we are stuck with the chart, and we'll have to read it off and just have a gentleman's agreement that that's what it is. The only other rule is that you can't touch a hero the last person touched. We don't want to bump, we're going to use Captain America as an example again, we don't want to bump him to A tier, then back to B tier, and then back to A tier, turn and turn and turn again. So if I touch a hero, you won't be able to touch him on your next turn. Um, and if you touch a hero, placing them or moving them, I won't be able to touch them until you haven't touched them on the previous turn. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can play that. All right, so do you want to go first or second? Uh, I, would, I would like to go first because I, I, like, um, I feel like our listeners and maybe you will expect that my first step will be in a certain direction. All right, I'm well, going to zig to that zag. So you have the chance to make this a very cooperative game mm -hmm. or a very competitive game with your first pick. So I'm going to let you go. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> The power's in my hand. Well, the power, hmm. infinite <laughs> possibilities. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna start with Spider Ham, and I'm gonna throw him straight into S tier. All right. So uh, I should. I should mention that I'm gonna pull Spider Man up. Spider Ham. You said. Spider Ham. That's super yep. wrong. But okay. Um. So we have the S tier, the super fun tier. We have the A tier, the amazingly fun tier. As all of our tier lists, we just have our B tier. Um. And then we have our C tier, our could be more fun tier and our d tier i don't really have fun playing this character get them out of the game and give me more spider ham tier all right so spider ham s tier why is spider ham in s tier 
So, pretty simple. Spider-Ham is S-tier because he has interesting mechanics, he is a powerful character, and he is so on-brand um, for both me at the gaming table and the character uh, it, within the context of the Marvel Universe. Um, I got a chance to play with some friends who were new to the game, and uh, I gave everybody the choice of decks that I had, I had brought, which was a pretty big pool, uh, knowing that they are, uh, many of them are, are big Spider fans. And um, nobody picked Spider-Ham, so I played him. And at the mm -hmm. table, I got to explain the game and then explain why Spider-Ham breaks the game in half <laughs> and wiggle my body and just take punches to the face and, and uh, get a bunch of free resources. And they were like, are all the heroes like this? And I said, absolutely not, just Spider-Ham. And somebody said, that's great. I don't remember who it was, and that's not a very like uh, big selling point, but they are correct. That is great. Fair. Um, Spider-Ham also has lots of interesting hooks in all, sort of as all sorts of aspects, because all sorts of aspects have different ways to trade damage for different things, so that can make him super fun. And I did, I mm -hmm. talked to my son before bedtime tonight, and he told me who his favorite three heroes were to play, and one of them was Spider-Ham, so I promised I would try to get him an S-tier, and I just, like, yes. won, won a, free, a free dollar by not having to work for it. Yes. And I'll reveal the other ones when we get to them, but needless to say, they all have the word spider in their name, so... You know, someone watches that show a lot, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm happy to help. Okay, 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 okay. So we're starting out positive here, so that's good. I am going to put Storm in the A tier for me. Um, I think she has interesting hooks in most of the aspects. She doesn't really have anything going on with Justice other than she has a thwart event that exists. But she has really interesting hooks in leadership, really interesting hooks in aggression, really interesting hooks in protection. Um, and she, like, offers this new thing, right? When Doctor Strange came out, he offered this new invocation deck, but her weather deck is a new thing that works completely differently and totally feels like Storm. Um, I find Storm to be really interesting, really exciting, and offer me lots of gameplay choices. And I feel like she can be super powerful with some of the older villains, right? She can just, like, one-shot Rhino with the right moves. Um, or just drawing into the right cards. But a lot of the new heroes are like that. And I think she is in a good spot with the current set of villains. So I'm putting Storm at the A tier. I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, we, we need Crimson feel... out here to disagree with us on everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like like Storm is a, is a good example of, of you can kind of do the things that you want in whatever direction you're going. Um, you're going to have a good time. You're going to have something interesting to do. Some good decision making. Uh, let's see. I'm going to put... Let's go with uh, Gamora. And I think that she's probably... Probably C-tier. What? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. So, the the stat... Okay, the stat waiting for me is like 50% um, thematics, 25% decision-making, and 25% power. Mm-hmm. Um... So with that with respect to that, Gamora is efficient. She does things well. Obviously she's a good fighter. Um but she scores very low on like interesting. You know, I just kind of play my attacks and incidentally get to thwart, or I play my thwarts and I incidentally get to deal some damage and you know, the sequencing the thwart or attack first is basically like a binary decision. Um and I just you know, I don't find myself building her decks and enjoying them very frequently. 
Um, so yeah, that that would be I think C tier. Yeah, she is pretty high in power. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about Gamora later. I have a feeling because I don't think she's gonna stay in the C tier. But I can't move her yet. I forgot about my rules, so now I have to think about my <laughs> life decisions here. Um, okay. All right. I'm gonna put. We're going with Guardians Wave stuff, huh? We're going to put Rocket in the C tier. I think Rocket is good on theme. I think Rocket has lots of aspect hooks. But Rocket, he's... I mentioned that, like, sometimes you have too many interesting decisions. For some reason, my playgroups and me, we are not fans of Rocket. And I know there's people out there that really, really love Rocket, and I'm glad that he exists for them. But for me, um, he just he does too much on his turn without making progress, right? I have all these decision points, and I get to the point where I've drawn like five extra cards, and then at the end of my turn, there's still like five minions in front of me because I've spawned so many of them that I haven't like cleaned up my own mess. And for that reason, Rocket for me, he's a no go. He's a C tier, C tier mammal. I think that. I agree with you, um, but I, I agree that he should be C, but I agree for different reasons. We're good. Um, I locked out. Yeah, I feel like like Rocket, um, like the, the whole tech cashing things in for cards, like you want to be able to do that all the time, and it really directs your deck, deck building into a very specific thing. Like if you don't have aspect to, if you don't have access to a lot of tech, like even, obviously his kit has it, but... Um, I guess maybe maybe it's just me. I'm inclined to always build him as either aggression to cash in like the uh, hand cannons or or whatever, or leadership to eat all the assets, and that's the only ways I play him. Maybe yeah. so. Maybe that's more of a reflection of me. But I like to see that tech keyword so I know that I can always draw two. Fair. Well, it's your turn. Do you Let's feel see. bad about putting Gamora in C, and you're going to bump her up to B for me? Um. Well, I feel, <laughs> the first I person that moves the own hero they placed is going to get made fun of a lot. By the way, so I do, I do feel bad about it, but not not bad enough to do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I more like a more like a. I wish it wasn't so, but I know it to be the truth. Um, hmm. it caused more trouble. Or <laughs> yeah, I know we're both we're both holding our favorites back. Because if you do something to mine, then I get to touch yours. So whoever whoever moves first, who's gonna break the seal first, right? So. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna take. Oh man, I'm gonna take Hulk, and I'm gonna put, put him, him right into, where B, he into B tier. Oh my god. Okay. Into B tier because Hulk is incredibly thematic. He does one thing, and he does it very, very, very well. And his cards aren't perfectly lined up to do that one thing. And he isn't that great outside of certain aspects. Uh, and he is still not that great in the one aspect that he is good in. You know, I won't, I won't make decisions for our listeners, but, um, but the fact remains that if when when the stars align and the Hulk machine is running, um, it's so satisfying. It is so satisfying to just hit a minion for a bunch of damage and then kill the villain behind them. Like, that is exactly what I want when I build a Hulk deck, and it is 
it is narrow, but boy, is it thematic. Fair. We forgot one of the ground rules that I was supposed to tell you about. At Uh-oh. the end of this, we're going to score this. So this is this is how we score. Is when we're done, you have to send me your tier list. And based on how close we are, we'll see who got more of their opinion inserted. So, Oh, man. Um, I really should have had us, like, send those to a third-party blind at the beginning. But Yeah, because I'm just going to rebuild. Yeah, I'm just going to rebuild our tier list and say... I, I am moving Gamora up a tier. Because okay. first, I think she's more fun than Hulk. Better green character in the game, at least. Well, undoubtedly, and sure. Second, so here I'm giving you a theme reason, so maybe you'll leave her there. So okay. Gamora is the deadliest woman in the universe, right? True. And did you know if you're playing as Nebula and your Nemesis kit gets shuffled into the deck, you can draw treachery cards where the Gamora hero that's playing with you attacks other heroes. Because there's cards that just say Gamora attacks you. So she's one of the only heroes that can attack another hero because she's so deadly. So I'm going to bump up because the thematics that may have been accidental, but exist. Okay. No, you, you got me on that one. That's, that is actually the, the type of chaos that I like at a table. So I thought, yeah, I, thought I, I could, I could win something with that. Sure. No, you did. You definitely did. Um, so that was your move, huh? I did a move. I know we had, someone had to do it or we were just going to keep placing things and agreeing with each other. Like, like schmucks. Um, I'm going to throw Ant-Man into a for Ant-Man tier. There he is. Yep. He is very powerful, obviously. Um, when you play Ant-Man, I feel like I'm looking for turn sequences that have me like break dancing my hero card. Um, but, uh, yeah, some, some turns feel, feel a little flat with him. I mean, he's, he's cool. And obviously he's capable of, uh, infinite combos, um, as we've seen, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't think he's quite S tier, but I- I'm really happy with him. He's one of my favorite ones to build with. Um, he could probably score a little higher on thematics, but yeah, I think he's, I think he's good. I think he's a solid A tier hero. And I think he's probably one of the first ones that I reach for typically. Fair. Um, I am going to put Quicksilver in the A tier, um, for one, two reasons. I think he's thematic. I think his thematics work. They're super simple, but super thematic, which is like a big win, right? When you can make someone thematic, but it takes, you know, like giant walls of text. I'm looking at you, (laughs) Vision and Adam Warlock, then it doesn't make me super excited. But when it's just like a simple, like oh, duh, line, I'm just, like, in dreams. Um, And secondly, I think he, so this is my personal opinion, I find protection to be, like, a very not fun aspect to play. But Quicksilver makes protection super fun, in my opinion, because you get to defend ready and still get to do something else. So you get those extra decision points, which I really like. And he's fast the one the one downside i had about him i almost put him in b tier because i feel like he's super thematic and super simple even though he's a speedster he takes a lot to get set up so it almost seems like he's a slowster not a speedster but because of the readying i'm gonna allow it for a tier slowster are you me jeez (laughs) but taking my adder cop pills recently you know jeez Oof, good thing I was sitting down. Um, this might be the first one that I try to adjust. Um, but since I can't do it right now, we may have to come back to that one. Um, 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for a real hard stance on this next one. I'm going to put Vision in D tier. Yeah. Um, so, Vision's one of my favorite robots, adventures. Huh? No, no, literally nothing. <laughs> literally nothing. Um, Vision's probably one of my favorite Avengers. Um, I like him a lot. I like his story. I think he's cool. I think he's a fun character. Um, so I had really high hopes for the hero pack, and every time I play him, I just have the worst time. I just have, like, no fun playing him. Um, his thematics are pretty high, so it should carry him a little bit higher, but it's honestly, he scores real low on everything else for me. And um, I just, I always just feel like I'm I'm doing the calculus playing Vision, and I guess that's on brand, but maybe it's a little bit too much calculus. Yeah, I that's... Yeah, I okay. Well, <laughs> I was either going to go with Nebula and stick on like the robot cyborg theme or stick on sure. the phasing theme and go with Shadowcat, but I think I'm going to okay. do that. So I'm going to put Shadowcat in B tier um, because I okay. think she does the she does very similar thematics to Vision with her phased form, mass form, but I feel like she does it more creatively, which is good. Um but the the only problem I have with Shadowcat, she's incredibly strong. So strong that if you build her correctly and play her correctly, she's just banana pants. Um, but the ability to play her at that level requires so many triggers to happen in the right order that that little simple Kennedy Hawk and Kennedy Hawk Jr. are never going to be able to master that ability. We are still <laughs> levels of playing Marvel Champions. So when I play her, I always like play out my turn and then... I look at the cards in my hand, and I'm like, no, I had a plan, and I was going to use all these cards and flip four times. Why did it not happen? And then I, like, think, oh, should I rewind time and redo my turn? No, that's not very thematic. She doesn't have time powers. So I, <laughs> I get caught in this nest, right? Um, and I know she's very strong. I know people really love her from this wave, but because of the brain burn and my inability, so this is more on me than Shadowcat. It's it's me, not you, Shadowcat, but you're, you're a B tier. I'm sorry. <laughs> So she gets downgraded for being too good at she what she does. She gets downgraded for being too good and for me existing. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I think it's that's pretty reasonable. Checks out. Um, Leadership, you know. The comparison to Vision is, like, pretty on the nose. Uh, I flipped through these cards when I when I first opened the box. And, uh, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't really, like, analyze spoilers. And uh, I was like, well, uh, sorry, Viz. Like, Not playing again. <laughs> There's a new mutant in town. Like, uh, painful. Downright painful. I think technically uh, she was, you know, a giant-sized X-Men, not a new mutant. But, you know, we'll let it slide. Well, do we want to get into the... Uh, we no, won't get into the conversation. <laughs> I had to do an we'll anacop just, uh, line. I'm sorry. I'm we'll sorry. just... The, it can't be an off line. those pills. I'm telling you. Because it was wrong. But let's move on. <laughs> um, Let's see here. You know what? I know that this is I'm this one I'm playing the audience. Um I'm gonna throw Miss Marvel in the S tier. We do want to have people listen to us next year, so Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna play the audience on this one. But honestly, Miss Marvel is a hero that has grown um haha over the life of the card game. And she's gotten more and more interesting as more and more aspects are able to really take advantage of what she does and she can be carried um i mean her i'm not carried but like her 
her relatively low HP and her, her low stat line can be carried by all the upgrades and supports and stuff that we have access to. And then her ability is even better with the um with the events. And I kind of like it them I, I kinda like it thematically because of like the uh you know, in, in a lot of the recent Miss Marvel stuff we see her imitating um Carol, right? Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel. And so being able to do it again kind of reminds me of that like imitation. So I, it's it's like in my head, it's not super like you know, canonical, but it's it's cool and I think it's an interesting character now. I like she's gotten way better. Fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna use another I'm gonna bust another move. I'm gonna move Hulk it, Hulk down here by oh. Rocket. Um, because I'm seeing C and D tier as the tiers of if this if these characters didn't exist, I wouldn't be offended. But I have to give like a you real reason. Me. So my reason is you right. said that he's super thematic, and I agree that mm -hmm. Hulk is very thematic for Hulk. But and I haven't read a lot of recent Hulk, but I read a lot of Hulk in my youth, and Hulk in my youth focused a lot on the Bruce Banner side of Hulk. And I feel like Marvel Champions misses on that. We have Banner's lab and he has like an ability on Banner's side, but we don't have like enough powerful cards to actually be able to flip to Banner. And I understand that he can't like control his transformations, but I feel like in the comics I read, that was such a pivotal part of like Hulk's essence was this like duality of Hulk and Bruce. And we don't get enough of the Bruce. He feels like video game you know, cruddy mobile transaction and microtransaction game Hulk. But to me, he doesn't feel like comic Hulk. So I'm moving him down to here. He, he's a, um, over I'm also playing Hulk, the audience because I know screaming. what they think. No, I'm just kidding. What'd you say? Sorry. Uh, he's Marvel versus Capcom three Hulk, where he comes mm -hmm. in and screams things about being the Hulk and smashes you. Yes. Um, yes. you've, you've also, uh, uncovered the, what I consider to be the, the absolute like bisector of Hulk fans is half of them want to see Hulk uh actually um my girlfriend's father is a big Hulk fan and he loves the Hulk because he just wants to see the Hulk show up and beat people up a la Lou Ferrigno um and I've read a lot of Hulk and I like the stuff that explores Banner more uh typically but I do appreciate him wrestling dinosaurs um so yeah I think that is the that is the bisector is is how do you feel about their relationships uh let's see Um. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're we're gonna go for some easy ones while I think about some other things. Oh, actually, <laughs> question your life um, decisions here. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. Before I forget, because I will forget if I don't do this, I'm gonna move Quicksilver down to B tier. Yeah. That was a fast decision. It was quick. It was my pun, wasn't it? Taking Sorry. the silver now. <laughs> it was the pun. It was the pun. No, yeah. I. <laughs> I just don't. I don't think he's that fun. Period. Uh, I think he's just. How many readies can I get in this turn? Okay, that's all I can do. Great, cool, whatever. I don't have my readies. Okay, I gotta get my readies back. Okay, eh. doesn't do it for me. Fair. And like, to be fair to that entire wave of Ant Man, Spider Woman, Wasp, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, when they came out, I played enough games to like make an episode about them. But there was, like, a really important hero that came out that wave that absorbed all of my time. So I didn't play him a lot at the beginning, and I almost feel guilty about that. Because I know people were super high on Quicksilver back then. So I'm just now realizing, like, how Quicksilver actually plays. Because I was like, yeah, get these, get these games out so I can record my episode and then get back to, you know, the important heroes. Um, we'll talk about them later. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to put out a hero. And that hero is going to be someone. I'm going to put Black Panther on the B tier. Because okay. he starts with B. And sure. Easy. <laughs> easy easy cool. decision, right? Um, so Black Panther has lots of cool abilities. I like the interesting decision you get right in his hero kit of like, which which upgrade do I go get right away? Like, when do I start playing Wakanda Forevers versus like trying to make those Wakanda Forevers more efficient, right? There's like some turning point you have to pick. Um, what I don't like about Black Panther is he doesn't have a ton of deck building hooks, right? He's got mean swing and the weapon package because he's got weapon upgrades. Um, he likes to draw cards, but I don't see one of these 41 characters that doesn't like to draw cards. So I don't, I don't consider that to be like an interesting deck building hook. You can try to do something cute where you play like all five Wakanda Forevers in the same turn. Um, but everybody can do that, right? Like, try to play five hero cards in the same turn. Your game will be super fun. Um, I wasn't sarcasm. It will be super fun. But that doesn't make them amazingly A-tier. At the same time, like, I cannot in good conscience put Black Panther in the same tier as Rocket and Hulk. Because it's the, that's like, honestly, that's like a table-flipping tier to me. So I'm, I have to at least put him in the B-tier, because now you know where my threshold is um, for pressing that button on TTS. Right. I, I agree that, that Black Panther is B tier because uh, it just feels like you're getting to the point where you can critical math Wakanda Forevers and just see what you can do. <laughs> and that's that. no matter what aspect you're playing, that is ultimately what you're building up to. Um, let's see. Let's go with... Oh, back on back on track with my, my uh, thought before. Uh, I'm going to put Groot in D tier. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not that fun. <laughs> um, he's not that fun. Uh, I also don't like the the brown on his uh his hero cape. Is that a is that a weird thing to say? I don't think no, so. Right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't like I don't like like aesthetically. I don't like it. Um, which is interesting because I like the color brown. I like it on Rocket's kit, but I don't like it on Groot's. No, no, and then the growth tokens like being mandatory feels bad. It's it, like it, it removes a decision that honestly should be there for the player. Um, so yeah, I don't like that, and everything feels like you're you're kind of uh, like treading water against against your own mechanic to try to do yeah. cool things. So in that way, like it shifts away from his hero kit into his aspects, and then his hero kit is irrelevant, which is like the inversion of of Doctor Strange syndrome. But we'll get into that later. I think Groot has room to grow. You know. There it is. Yep. Somebody's on it today. This is this is great. <laughs> it's, this is good. It's been a you're gonna, let me tell you. You're gonna be editing this and you're gonna just regret every second. Oh, I hate to tell you, like, since we're recording the video, this one's just like I mean, maybe I'll bleep some things out, but it depends on how mean you are to Hawkeye. But uh I just right. I think this one's just going right to YouTube, so <laughs> I'm still winding up my punch on Hawkeye. Like my, um, my backhand is winding, so so we're, we're I good. feel like Groot suffers from what a lot of the old Defender type characters used to. Not like Defender, like comics, but like characters that like inherently should like to be defensey and tanky. Sure. And that like this is gonna sound mean. I don't think when Groot was designed, we knew what like a defense was yet. <laughs> and I think I, that I agree with you. If we were in 
the RRG land we're in now, when Groot was designed, his ability might be different. Um, right? Especially with the current rulings where they're, like, moving where tough happens in the chain. He feels sort of like this forgotten hero that, that something something went a little wrong on compared to how defending works in the rulebook. And because of that, a lot of things that could have been really cool hooks with him end up not being. Um, and it, it just, it's just, uh, it's, yeah. The apple it's fell something. too far from the, from the group. So. First, <laughs> there it is. So they're getting, they're, they're getting weaker as time goes on, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They started really strong, and then the apple too far falls too far from the Groot was uh, kind of soft, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm sorry. We're having a good time. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try to pick it back up. <laughs> All right. Um, let's put Miles Morales. No, I don't want to touch him. That's that's too difficult. Um, <laughs> let's let's put let's put Phoenix in the could be more fun tier. I just think she lacks theme. I mean, her nemesis set is so thematic. Um, but, like, the hero kit itself is just, like, a bunch of black cards with, you know, yellow pasted on them. Yellow and green. Um, nothing about them feels like Jean Grey to me. It feels like a lot of... We had this, like, lull in aspect design for a while where there were a lot of cards that were, like, pay X to remove threat, pay Y to, you know, deal damage. She's got a couple unique cards, like the Mind Control and things like that. And she's an incredibly efficient hero, so it's hard to put her in C. Um, but because of the theme, and because of, like, all the deck-building hooks are just like, oh, well, I get a free resource, so all the aspects like resources. It just leaves her behind for me. I mean, all the X-Men have interesting deck-building hooks because the X-Men cards are new and so powerful, but you got to draw the line somewhere, and it's at Phoenix. I agree with you. I would have liked to have seen her cards be drastically different depending on her form. Like, really, really different. Yeah. Um, she has Vision but... Syndrome. Right? In... It's, it's like, do oh, this yeah, thing yeah, or yeah. this slightly different thing if you're in a different form. Um. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, I think that, that I, I wanted, like, I guess I just wanted a lot of text. That's really what I wanted was a lot of text, but... You are right. Her nemesis kid is definitely um, like facing a world-ending threat. <laughs> and to your comment, to be fair, if you've read like classic X-Men, there was a lot of text, so we should expect it. There was a lot of text. Phoenix. Claremont. Uh, yeah, Claremont really likes text. A lot of monologues. Boy, does he, boy, does he like writing. Boy, does he. Um, but he's not alone. Um, let's see here. We're really getting through these. Let's go for let's go for a bit of a bit of a hot take. No, I don't think we're ready for that one yet. <laughs> you're, just, you're just holding out. Yeah, my eyes keep gravitating towards one hero, and I just want to like <laughs> do do this thing. Um, I'm gonna go. You know what? Let's go with um, Adam Warlock. I'm gonna put him in the S tier. Yeah, I think Adam Warlock is a lot of fun, and it starts um, before the game even begins with deck building, and uh, I think that's cool. In all the stuff that I've read with Adam Warlock in it, he is super, like, X-Factor. Like, will he show up? Is he tremendously powerful? Who even is he? How yellow is he? I don't know. Nobody knows. Is he from an egg? Possibly. Um, is he a flightless bird? You know, the real questions. But I... I like Adam Warlock, and every time I've played a different Adam Warlock deck, it's just been wild. Like, I've never 
played. I mean, there was a really popular one that was going around for a bit, and um, I played that one. And after the first game, I was like, "Is that what I just? Is that what just happened?" So I played it again, and I played it again, and then I played it like ten times in a row, and just had a blast every time. So he is an S tier hero for me, but I mean, maybe he's not an, like an everyday kind of hero for everybody. I could see that. It takes a lot of tinkering to get a build that works as efficiently as those good ones. Um, but yeah. once you get it, you're like, will I ever take this back apart? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it felt like. Is is also because you have to you have to find everything's home one at a time again. So all right, not. I'm going to throw a couple heroes out that are probably controversial. So we'll get them out of the way. Venom okay. is a C tier hero. Ven Venom okay. is a C tier hero because his ability is super generic, right? Take a damage to create a wild resource. It's just like, what could they do that's better than all those heroes that had built-in resource generators? Just like slap it on the hero instead of making him find a card. So that irritated me to start with. Okay. I know people love Venom, but here's my other complaints about Venom. And my four-player like hardcore group grapes on this all the time. And I'm so glad that they do because I agree with it. They gave Venom a really cool ability. You can have a third restricted weapon, right? And then, yes, very which, which is a really fun like deck building hook, right? But then mm -hmm. they gave him three restricted weapons that you always want in play, right in his hero kit. So they gave you this like cool hook, and then immediately took it away because they said you have to include these fifteen cards. And yeah, you can like play Sonic Rifle instead of Multi Gun if you're a crazy person, but. <laughs> It's always what? frustrating to me when we have a hero kit that has like a cool deck building hook and then it solves the hook itself like in its kit, which sounds kind of weird, right? You, you want the kit to be like synergistic, but you want to leave something there for us to like build into. And yeah, they gave us, um, what is it? Not sidearm. There's some, uh, little... yeah. Side holster. Side they gave a side holster, side holster. in that yes, pack. Yes, there it is. Um, which could let you go to even more restricted upgrades, but then you're like pushing so far into that deck building hook that you're you almost feel like you're wasting deck space versus the highly efficient restricted weapons that are already in his kit. Um, so I wish I love the ability to have the extra restricted weapon. I feel like that's really cool to be printed onto a hero card, so it's not something you have to search on. You can just count on it. Um, but then. Not having a way, like, if his restricted weapons had, like, uses or something, so they went away so you could cycle other aspect restricted weapons in, I would feel better about it. I know that's not that's not popular. People people love their Venom. We are Venom. Hey, I get it. He came with side holster, though, didn't he? Wasn't that in the back of his pack? He did come with side holster. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's going to get adjusted, but let's move on. Wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> wrongly nice opinion incorrect um let's see i'm gonna throw nebula into c tier yeah yeah um i think nebula's uh techniques are really cool um i just think that it really gravitates it makes the game like really um revolve around that and yep. Teaching the deck to a new player, I had a really bad time with it. We both had a really bad time with it. We spent more time being like, oh, I forgot about this. Or like, oh, uh, does this work like this? You know, and that just, it wasn't fun. It didn't make for like a really good game experience. With that said, I think experienced players are going to have a better time with it. Or when you're just responsible for Nebula, I think mm -hmm. you're going to have a better time with it. Um, but I, I just think overall, 
It's pretty low on the list of, of heroes that I grab or recommend to new players. So, looking at all the tiers above C tier, we have Spider-Ham, Miss Marvel, Adam Warlock, Storm, Ant-Man, Gamora, Shadowcat, Quicksilver, and Black Panther. I would rather play any of those heroes than Nebula. So I feel like she's in a good spot. Yeah. The one saving grace Nebula has for me is she has that one technique that gives all her attacks overkill. That card could be really fun to build around. Because it's not all of her basic attacks. It's like all of her event attack events every, as well. Every single one of them. But since you, since it's difficult to keep it out, it's like a hard... I haven't figured it out yet. So she's she is in C tier for me as well. Okay, cool. That was easy. All right. Um, I said I was going to put some out that people weren't going to be big fans of. So uh, this one <laughs> is going to make you real mad. I'm going to oh, put Solossus in C tier as well. I wish his name was Solossus. <laughs> uh, so Colossus has, to me, a similar problem to Venom. In that he has this ability printed right onto him, right? I can have two tough cards. That's super cool. But then a ton of his cards, and like it's good because he uses tough as resources, but like to me, he gets so much free tough from his cards, you don't even need to build extra tough into his kit. And he spends all that tough on his abilities, so you never like get to see the advantage of like, oh, I'm just going to face tank one and defend for someone else and use like a defense event to pull a third event to me. Because those tough cards are so much better used for your events. You don't, at least I haven't gotten to play a game where I just use Colossus and like spam tough and defend for like three or four people. It's always using them for Steel Fist and using them for Made of Rage, which is great because it makes them very strong, don't get me wrong, but... I feel like he could be a little bit better, or they could find, like, I don't know, interesting ways for him to, like, gain benefits from the tough without always having to spend it so that you can actually see the advantage of having two tough tokens beyond just his iron will and whatever it is, titanium muscles. Uh, obviously, I don't agree with you, but... <laughs> I mean, I I gotta draw the line somewhere. Not everybody can be a yeah, hot you, guy. So. You do you do make some very strong points, but you are discounting the every time you play Colossus, you can say, "Gee, Colossus, why does Mom let you have two toughness tokens?" But I mean, I guess that's only fun if you like reference humor, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or something, something like that, or something, yeah, or something. Thank you. Um, okay, cool. Now I can start fixing this list. Um, <laughs> Gotta give you some problems to fix, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Gotta have some problems so you can put all all of your your other dudes on this board while I'm busy. Uh, let's move Venom up to B tier. Okay. Why? Yep. Uh, well, because Venom did come with side holster in his pack, so it's not a big deal. He just has a um, auto build cards are bad, but that's okay. He just has a an eighteen card hero kit. That's all. Um, although realistically, maybe you'll play like two of them. But anyway, um, he is kind of generic, but he is also like a pretty self-destructive type of hero. So I think that that, that uh, genericness, uh, the other side of the coin is that it's like hyper-specific um, for Flash. He's not, he doesn't make good decisions. He is extremely reckless, um, and he is constantly pushing the limits of what his program is allowing him to do. So I think that he gained some points back. Uh, in that context. Fair. I can get some 
get some traction on the board here now. I'm going to put Captain Marvel at A tier. Um, to me, Captain Marvel is A tier because, yes, Captain Marvel likes card draw, just like every hero does, but she has that card draw built into her kit. So you can really let the 25 cards you add to Captain Marvel shine because you're going to draw into them so frequently and so quickly with all of the card draw that Carol has built in. So you can build interesting fun decks in almost every aspect. I think all four aspects, honestly, with Captain Marvel. Um, and you get to see a lot of those aspect cards shine. Yeah, you could just play the Carol cards and probably win the game. Um, but since you're drawing into the aspect cards more, you get more options to play them, which, which I enjoy. So Captain Marvel is an A tier for me. This was 100% the hero that I was going to slam a hot take on. Ah, oh, boy. Okay. Well, all right. Well, spend some time getting there now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta bail my boy out, though. C tier for Colossus? I, gotta I mean, the alphabet doesn't lie. I'm just saying. The alphabet, first of all, does lie. The English alphabet totally lies. Yeah, how many? What, is that, what sound does that like? Who knows? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows. What sound does it make? Nobody knows. Um, we're gonna move Colossus up to B tier. Yeah, because he deserves it. He just deserves it. He, he has interesting upgrades and supports. He has a he has a resource generator that's really cool that builds into his mechanics. Um, he rewards you for engaging in his mechanics, and it fuels whatever aspect you want to be playing him in. Plus, Peter's the boy, so he goes up to B tier. I'm glad you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say B tier because he's your boy, and then you got there. So And then just good. move on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was going to be yeah. the whole thing. Um, yeah. I'm playing by the rules still. Okay, okay. Yeah, we haven't gotten that aggressive yet. Or have we? Um, uh, always that aggressive. I am going to put War Machine. In the B tier, there it is. Yes, that was. Oh, you hesitated on C tier, and I was like, "Don't do it." <laughs> I was gonna linger there for a little bit longer, but I, Don't I got do it. I got I got shy there. Um, cool, so, cool. So I think he's B tier because to me, when War Machine came out, I felt like, "Oh, cool! So this is Groot, but the mechanic works well, right?" So I have this like <laughs> secondary resource that I have to manage, and like it's kind of risk reward. If I don't spend it, I lose it when I flip down. Um, but it's super fun to spend, and he's got a bunch of interesting hooks and in all the aspects. Um, War Machine protection's a little bit rough, but there's enough tuck upgrades that you can probably do something fun with it. So, But I, I think he's solid B tier just because of that second resource mechanic that you have to manage the ammo counters, which I apparently in this game would much rather have ammo counters than growth counters. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, agree I mean, with you bang he... bang bucks B tier. Bang oh, bang bucks. I missed it. I missed it. Oh, We're gonna have to record this whole video. Yeah. Scrap it's it. Hold on. Click on the stop button. Yep. Thank you. Okay. We're back. Okay. B tier because of bang bang bucks. Everybody heard that on the first take. All right. Your Hilarious. Turn. Hilarious. Um. Yeah, I was gonna get to War Machine a little faster. Um, but because of the, the engaging nature of this, I forgot. Whoops. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm going to put Cyclops in A tier. Yep. Yeah. That's, like, that's is he right. even oh. there? Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah, there he is. Um, A tier because AX Men. Um, astonishing X-Men astonishing X-Men um, I like playing Cyclops because I, he really feels like your Cyclops um, 
leading a team, telling all of your, your knucklehead teenager friends um, how to stay alive, and uh, saying, shoot the big dangerous one, don't do the other thing you're thinking about doing. Um, I like that he has a, a unique mechanic that he's always the first player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, really cool. And uh, I like his his hero kit. Uh, his hero kit mechanics that are complemented by the aspect cards that are in the um, mutant cycle that are uh, tactics. So I think it's cool. I think he plays really well. I think he's super thematic. And I think he's a pretty strong hero overall. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Cyclops a lot. I like the tactics because I feel like it's not like Miss Marvel where every card that comes out is going to be like, oh, how does that play with Cyclops? But it's not like, uh, you know, Black Widow or Hawkeye where, like, Black Widow's gotten, what, you know, like two or three preparations and Hawkeye's got no arrows and aspects to play with. So I feel like we've had a lot of tactics. We're going to get even more to play with. Um, and I feel like they could have gone really boring with Cyclops and just done a bunch of laser beam, ba- laser beam blasts. I almost said laser beam baths. I don't know how that works. Bleam blasts. Bleam, bleam baths. And, uh, I mean, it, it could have just been so boring, right? But they took a character that does have a niche in the X-Men, right? He's always, like, in some sort of leadership position. He's always coming up with cool tactics and telling people what to do because he's bossy boy. Maybe B's here for bossy boy, right? But um, I feel like they really engaged with that, and it played, paid off really well, in my opinion, on Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Um... I am going to put Star-Lord in the B tier. Because thematics are pretty good. I think his thematics are pretty good. I like the chaos that he causes. But this is a fun tier list. And uh, my son really hates losing turn one. But when we play Star-Lord and he plays (laughs) Star-Lord... Very frequently, we lose turn one because he goes a little bit too heavily into the extra um, encounter cards. So maybe this is just because I play this game with a child sometimes. Um, but our experience with Star-Lord has been a bit B-tier worthy and not a s tier worthy, even though he can pump out a ton of damage and be crazy fast. Um, so we're talking about fun at the end of the day. And it can be fun to lose. But, you know, like six to seven-year-olds... They do not like to lose. That is not a skill they have learned yet. Um, losing and growing from it is something we're still working on. So I'm going to put him in B tier for that reason. The I play the game like a child. Um, so I <laughs> actually recognize with them. So yeah, yes. why, why make bad card more? You're like, so many, so many things that I could do so fast. Oh, wait, I have seven encounter cards. This is bad, right? These are yeah. not good cards. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I have no object permanence when I'm playing Star-Lord, and I'm like, I don't know what that card is. It's face down. It could be anything. It could be good. And then you flip it, and it's bad, and you're like, every time. I'm like, ah, oh, four assaults. This is no good. What? That's, this that can't be happen? right. That's can't, I'm just, and I just sit there scratching my head and being sad. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do I have any... First, first of all, do I have any messes to clean up? Um, I mean, I just threw Star-Lord on B-tier, so, you know, maybe... I think, oh, actually, yes. I'm going to throw Captain Marvel down to B tier. Yeah. You dirty. Uh, yeah, she's not interesting. She is powerful. She's not interesting. Uh, you could just 
you just take whatever 25 cards that you like from whatever aspect you like and you put them in your card and it's going to work and you draw cards and that's the mechanic. You just oh, draw that's cards. how this works. We should move everybody down a tier, right? Oh, I'm just great. That's standard player. Me. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're going to move people, I'm going to move people. I'm going to move Cyclops up a tier because I yes. think he is that fun. And I think, like, I know I'm bragging on the thematics that Caleb has put into Cyclops, but when we saw that it was going to be Cyclops Phoenix releasing with Mutant Genesis, in my mind, I had already relegated Cyclops to just being a character that had, like, three make-the-calls, power of leadership, a bunch of boring stuff with him. But, like, his pre-con brings, like, awesome stuff to the wave, his tactics ability is so dead on, and, like, you mentioned it a little bit, but, like, his deck-building restriction is so thematic and cool. Like, they could have given that to Xavier... But I like that they gave it to Cyclops instead because he truly yes. feels like the leader of like a diverse team, which is what X Men's all about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's that's yeah. I didn't really really touch on it too much, but yeah, him him being able to play literally any X Men, bring him with him. That's awesome. That's perfect. Let's see. Um, we're getting uh, we're getting to the uh, the gritty of it. Uh, Spider Man. Obvious ones still. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Um, Spider Man is gonna go to C tier. Yeah, I just, uh, man, I just don't feel like he's that interesting. He doesn't feel like Pete to me. Like he has some cool cards, but I feel like I spend most of my time waiting for backflips to really get him and get my one card back. I don't know. I'm just gonna leave that for now. Um, I'm going to put Valkyrie in D tier because she's Valkyrie. Um, I don't feel like her death glow mechanic is very fun. It feels like a tax, right? I hate the ship at Nebula's, um, encounter feeling like I have to pay this extra resource to actually be able to like play the game. Um, and I feel very similar about death glow. If death glow was free, it'd probably be too good at one. It's too expensive. So something different had to happen in her kit. Maybe more events like that move it, like move death glow to a target and deal damage to it. If it was already there, gain a bonus. Um, but as she is, she's just, to me, like she's lackluster Thor. And I know Valkyrie, the character is so much more than that, that it makes me sad. Valkyrie, especially recently, has been so cool. But yeah, it's a the, yeah, the it's really disappointing Valkyrie, or is there a different Valkyrie? Uh, the the one that we're based on here, Brunhild. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, she's cool, and she's been doing a lot of like she did a lot of really interesting stuff like between five and ten years ago, and they really like brought the character forward, especially while the Thor movies were happening. Yeah, like but, War yeah, of Realms and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you because honestly, because of Death Glow being so complicated, um, and that doesn't necessarily mean like I don't understand Death Glow. It just means having to pay the resource really like complicates the turn. Yep. Um, Ironheart is absolutely S tier. Uh, she's fun. She's rewarding. Um, she is thematic. Like you're literally building a suit of armor and then going bananas with it. Uh, it is. It's cool, and it just feels like I. I mean, we'll get to it later, but I much prefer Ironheart to Iron Man in terms of the whole building my armor suit idea. It, Iron Man feels like he lost his keys. Ironheart feels like she's improving her armor. I agree. I feel like Ironheart has this like mini game built into the game, which makes her really fun. So I was going to play her at S tier as well, because I really like that. Like, it almost feels like you're like leveling up in like an RPG or something, which I really like. But we've yeah. got way too many stuff 
We, we, we got way too much stuff in yes tier right now. Um, so I'm I'm moving Adam Warlock down one. I, I think it. Adam Warlock does have lots of interesting decision making, but because of his like Highlander or like only include one copy of a card ability, that interesting decision making is a little bit robbed from him because you have to like draw into it or use like the tax from his kits to pull something out of your discard pile to make it work. And I feel like, at least to me, it can be very daunting to sit down and want to build an Adam Warlock deck when I can just build, you know, a regular deck with any other hero. Um, I don't get, since we can't have more than one copy of cards, I don't get, like, the consistency of being able to build, like, a two-aspect combo. I think we're close, though, because, like, all the aspects have readying cards now, I think. Leadership might not have one. Uh, but they have as mightiest heroes, right? So, but, um, so you could... You can almost build a deck where you're like, okay, from each aspect, I take a readying card, I take a stat buff card, I take, you know, a cheap ally. But I feel like when I play Adam Warlock, what I end up doing is just taking all the two and three cost allies and then, like, all the most efficient events and just throwing them into him and hoping it works out. Which is, again, maybe it's it's a me, not Adam Warlock thing. Also, his art looks like Eminem, so I'm downgrading him for that. <laughs> huh. Okay. You never saw uh, that before, did you? Yeah. See, no, you I can't. I can't say I expected that to happen, but here we are. Um, I guess I just I'm gonna snap back to reality. I guess. Um, let's see. I I'm gonna put Doctor Strange in C tier. In, in A tier, you said. Yeah, in C tier. Yeah, you got oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. The <laughs> the phrasing on our C tier of could be more fun is 100% Doctor Strange. He is tremendously powerful. His mechanic was super unique and is still pretty unique, but it commands the entire deck, like literally 25 of whatever cards to play more of his um, functionally, what, 20-card uh, hero kit? Um he could be a lot more fun because he's the master of the mystic arts. Like things, things could go different rather than just say, how do I cycle these spells? Um, he's not D tier because that is super thematic. And Steven is frequently dealing with his own stuff and not really caring what's going on. So yeah, he's just, he's just not that interesting because unless you just really want to keep bombing the same spells over and over and over, it's not super engaging. It's, I'm I'm okay with him in C tier. I agree. I would almost put him in D tier because it's so not engaging in deck building. And actually, we always make the joke about how you could just have like 25 blank cards that make like a colorless resource with Doctor Strange and he would still play well. And there's actually, I saw it on Reddit the other day, there's someone doing a YouTube series where they play with 25 blank cards on like TTS. And they just have 25 cards that are white images that produce one resource of like no specific type. And they try to play the game like with a hero using twenty five blank cards, and I can guarantee oh, you, no. Doctor Strange goes super well. So it's... yeah, things go perfect for the player. Yeah, right. I'm sure. <laughs> so okay, whoops. what else do I have to fix here? Um, I almost moved something that I placed. I can't do that. I am gonna bump Spider Man up. Okay. Because explain yourself. I do think he feels like Spider-Man. I think he's missing one thing from the Spider-Man feel, and that's like the wisecracking. But I think he's like the super generic all-purpose hero that Spider-Man should be. 
His one downfall is that he only has one thwart, but a real Pete would have two thwart. We all know it. Um, I like nothing better than like sciencing magic things in alter ego form. I'm just like, ah, scientist. I created a Nick Fury in the lab. Just like, you know, like from the movies, he's like mixing a bunch of things in like the school drawer and out pops web fluid. So I find that to be super fun. And I love that his obligation is that he has to pay rent because it leads to such thematic narratives when we're playing. Um, especially like in our four player group, we always like to explain like why our encounter card is happening sometimes. So we'll be like off in space fighting Ronin and I'll just be like, hold the phone guys. I got a memo I rent in. Give me a minute. Um, and our group <laughs> finds that extremely funny. And Spider-Man was one of the ones that my son really wanted to be S tier. So I don't think I'm going to be able to get him up there. Oh man. But I got to work on it. So chipping away, oh, chipping man. away. You can put him back just... down later, but. I mean, I disappointed a, a child. Oh God! He's not gonna listen to this. It's okay. I can, okay. I can. It's it's. I can just tell him he was nest here. Oh, I'm making somebody lie to their child. Oh, there you geez. go. The guilt I was trying to exude. Yeah. So God. But the the thwips and quips are the the number one Spider-Man thing for me, and they just they aren't there, and I don't feel like he's confusing or confounding his villains. So. Doesn't he say something corny like "alley oop" on his uh, backflip card in the flavor text? That's back when they showed us how good flavor text was going to be in this game. They wrote "alley oop" on the Spider-Man card. Loudly read this card's flavor text. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. What are we looking at now? Hmm. We're almost down to only one really heroes left, so uh, I'm gonna put Spider Woman in A tier. Okay. Um, because the oh boy, where do I start? So her combining aspects is awesome. I think it's really really cool. Um, I know that some people say that it incentivizes you to just take the best cards from each aspect. Sure, whatever. Um, but it means that you get all these crazy combos that you can do. Um. I almost exclusively at this point play her uh, Leadership Justice for the Shield package, and uh, it's always fun. I like that her um, obligation references her being like a sleeper, or a, a double agent, or a triple agent, or even the um, legendary quadruple agent performed without a net. Uh, and it's all pretty cool. So in that case, I like Spider-Woman so much in every every dimension. So she's at least A tier. She would be super fun if I'm not I'm not sure what it's missing. It, there's there's turns where it just feels like even though I have all these cards and I have the two aspects and the combinations of things that my turns just aren't really doing anything, but I guess that's that's sort of like any hero realistically. But if I don't have my aspect cards if I have a handful of one aspect, I feel really bad. I guess that's what I'm there it is. Like that's the down the 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 double edge of her sword is you know you have another aspect in the deck. Where is it? <laughs> I do feel like Spider-Woman is a super fun hero because there's lots of different ways you can build her. You can build her into some combo. You can build her with like cheap cards, not even efficient cards, so you like focus on her stat buff. Or you can focus on the efficient cards and the two aspects you're pairing. And now that we have shield and all this other stuff out there, I think you can use any two aspects, and there's some sort of deck-building hook like embedded in those aspects that makes Spider-Woman super fun. Um... And I'm noticing that everybody that has a deck building restriction, right, or like extra deck building like ability, Cyclops, Adam Warlock, Spider Woman, and Gamora, they're in like the upper half here so far, right? Um, but <laughs> I get so frustrated with Adam Warlock's deck building that I'm bumping him down one more tier because I'm looking at my pile of cards over there and I do not want to have to build an Adam Warlock deck 
to see if he's actually A tier. So I'm bumping him down to B tier. Whether that's scientific or not, it's my emotions. I'm sticking to him. We may have lost Adderkot. He's that shocked that I put Adam Warlock so low. How dare I? How dare well... I? Oh, he's back. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't end you. No, I man, I was out for one second um, to say well, nothing to, happened. To think about it's your turn to think about nice things to say to you for putting Adam Warlock in A tier, <laughs> and now here we are with Adam Warlock in B tier. I can't believe this betrayal. I'm throwing the flowers away. Uh, all right, well, this is a slippery slope, I guess. <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to get it closer to my opinion. We got to get that score. So that tells you that I may have Adam Warlock, you know, not very high. <laughs> That's fine. If you cross a line, I'm just going to put Hawkeye in D tier. You can Disney do what Plus you do, tier. but your precious dolls are out there still, too. So <laughs> It's true. It's true. I, I am vulnerable, um, as is right now. Um, with that said, Captain America's S tier. Okay. Why? Give me a good, valid reason, or I don't believe it. Okay, great. Um, well, first of all, uh, uh, he's the best. Second of all, um, he's a really strong character. He is thematic in the sense that uh, being able to do this all day makes him a versatile hero, allows him to fill the role in the team that, that the, uh, the Thunder God or the Super Spy is not able to accomplish. Um... I think that the the stuns that are inherent in his kit uh, make it feel like you're really out fighting somebody, not just like hitting them so hard that they um, are unconscious. Mm -hmm. um, but still a possibility. Uh, he is a very early hero and has a strong stat line. And be I think because of that, it sort of hinged on very, very basic ideas, but they work. Yep. So, yeah, like that's that's what it comes down to. He's... He's strong in every dimension. He plays in every aspect, and I'm I'm sure that we've like, like with Gamora, you know, like they're they're always just kind of good. But in this case, it feels like, uh, it makes lines of play happen that aren't, uh, like obvious. Like oh, I I play an attack, I do a thwart. Uh, it lets you prioritize your turn. Also, um, his alter ego ability helping the table is really really nice and also really thematic. Yep. I love Captain America. I agree that he's S tier. I think the 222 stat line solid. It's really a 223 because you're shield. Um, what I love the most about Captain America, and you can tell that this is one of Caleb's favorites, because every cycle we get some sort of card that offers like amazing new hooks into Captain America. So my example from like the Spider Wave cycle, right? You wouldn't expect anything to like with the Spider Verse and Champions to really interact with Cap in any like meaningful way, but we get all the shield stuff, which is awesome for justice we get uh go all out for leadership where it's like exhaust your hero and deal damage equal to your combined stats so for cap that's a two cost seven damage attack and he gets to ready himself after and then use his attack report which is crazy and you can do it after heroic intuition and it's even like stronger and then actually at our game night last week i built a protection captain america deck that was using repurpose and force field generator so you like um you discard a tech upgrade and then pick a stat between thwart and attack. I think it might even be defense and add to that stat equals to the printed cost of the tech upgrade you discard. So you can make him like a five in attack 
So you attack with him for two, repurpose readies him, and he can swing for five, and then you can use his ability and swing for another five, which is just, like, bonkers. It's a card you completely wouldn't think would enhance Captain America, but because of that, like, built-in ready, anything with stat buffing just makes him go wild. So I think he's great. This was your placement. I don't know why I'm justifying it. Hold on. <laughs> because it's Captain America. Because it's Captain America. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go ahead. You said that Captain America is the best, but there is someone that is the best at what they do, and that is Wolverine. And I'm going to place him in the solid A tier. I almost put him in the S tier, um, but his claws can get quite complex for people. Um, it. It becomes a difficult risk-reward line to walk, um, to use the claws, especially with some of the more casual groups where they're maybe not planning for the villain phase, and I happen to play with a lot of those groups. I think Wolverine's incredibly thematic. I think he's super fun. Um, I don't really have big glaring issues with him, except that I haven't had great deck-building hooks with him, or experiences with him like I have with Captain America yet. It's kind of just like, oh, include a bunch of cool attack events and see what happens, um, which is a totally valid way to play. But for me, I like Cap and Ironheart and Cyclops' deck-building hooks better. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, the the Claws is a better mechanic than um, Star-Lord's encounter card. Just totally. in general. For risk-reward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, you know what? I hmm. Do I do I summon Americana's Wrath or? Well, he's not here, so summon... we could do that together and <laughs> <laughs> summon summon anybody else. He's wrath. gonna watch this tomorrow and be real mad though. So, like, maybe turn off your notifications for a day. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put Thor in C tier. Okay. I. Love playing Thor. I think he's a lot of fun, but I don't think he's very good. Um, I, um, I've never really tried any like challenging scenarios with Thor. I just like to bonk with Hammer. Um, and in that way, he's fairly thematic. But I mean, recently he's been a pretty intelligent character. So even that gets diminished. Uh, I can't believe that he doesn't have a higher printed attack on his own, even without Mjolnir. But what can you do? Um, he's got a lot of HP. That's cool. His helmet gives him more HP. That's also good. Um, I like that he looks for fights, and it and the reward is more cards. But I don't like hand size being ugh four. <laughs> I feel like Thor is early in the design when they couldn't decide what they wanted to like represent recklessness and uh intelli intellect. Right, because mm -hmm. um, She-Hulk has a small hand size, but like She-Hulk, like I mean, recently she hasn't retained her intellect in like She-Hulk form, but typically she does. So like hand size being related to that and thwart being related to that didn't make a ton of sense for She-Hulk. Um, so I feel like they haven't hadn't quite figured out like how to use the hand size gimp like they have with with more recent heroes. Um, all right, I'm going to put Wasp in D tier. I think Wasp is fine. I mean, she can be fun if you run the basic cards that she comes with, which is great. And she has the ability to do a lot of tempo, right? Like, just she's got a ton of events that can do a lot of attack. So chipping away at the villain a little bit and then going in for a big pinpoint strike totally works with her. But I don't have a lot of fun when I'm playing Wasp. Whenever I'm playing Wasp, 
I'm like halfway through the game and I'm like, why aren't they playing Ant-Man? Um, which is unfortunate <laughs> because I like Wasp as a character and I want her to be more engaging for me like Ant-Man is. But with Ant-Man, I have this encouragement to flip and like lean into the uniqueness of the character. But with Wasp, when I build her, I typically focus on either giant form or tiny form and I basically sit in it the whole game, which removes the thing that was supposed to be like unique about her, her hero card. Also, like... 90% of the games I play, I sit in giant form the whole time, which I get that Wasp can grow and things like that, but like I'm so used to Wasp being a shrinking hero that that makes me a little sad. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. She does seem to spend more time uh, as tiny, and that's where you should be getting your miles. Um, hmm. That wasn't like an allusion to me choosing miles next, but it would have, would have been a really great segue. It could uh... be... It could be. So, I'm going to put, honestly, I'm going to put Iron Man in D tier. Whoa. You are yeah. really there's, going there's my hot take. on Americano today. There's my hot take. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, <laughs> I think he's boring. Um, I also don't like having to ask the table to, just give me one more turn. Just give me one more turn. <laughs> um, that's not me as a player. Um, I don't like building his kit. Um, I just, I also kind of just don't like Iron Man in general. So I'm going to, I'm going to show my cards here and put them on the D tier. Okay. Well, we got some fixing to do. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to move Thor up a tier. Okay. Sure. I think that's, Thor, that's great with me, I think Thor is fun. I think that despite his small hand size, he's gotten lots of like good aggression and justice and other aspect deck building cards. Even like the the influx of cards that came with Valkyrie for the Asgard trait, like Bifrost and stuff like that, have done wonders for him. And I think he honestly holds his own now. There's enough minions in scenarios and cards that can like summon a minion that you can like reliably trigger have at the on the player phase like every round. Maybe not every round, but, like, most rounds. Um, and that makes him, like, a really well-rounded hero, right? Because you can turn one card into two cards, and yeah, you get a little roadblock, but you're just going to hammer toss through that roadblock anyway. Um, I think the biggest problem people had with Thor, and I still fall into it nowadays, is when I'm building a Thor deck, I'm starting to look at my resources, and I'm like, oh, well, i got to use, like, 25 cards that have lightning resources. But when you look through his kit, only Lightning Strike cares about resources. Like, you can focus on Hammer Toss and all those other great cards that are built into his kit and not try to build a deck with, you know, 40 energy resources. And instead, you know, allow yourself to use Yarnbjorn and focus on swinging for five a turn as Thor would. Um, so I, I enjoy Thor for that reason. More deck building options as the game has gone on. It's been a minute for me, but um, Lightning Storm ignores toughness, but does it also break toughness? It doesn't break it. It just bypasses it. So it's like okay. bad piercing. That's Honestly, right. it's there just it a is. resource card to me at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, But it's it's sort of like people always focus on uh, energy with Captain Marvel. And that makes sense because so many of her cards trigger off energy. But with Thor, it's just that I think you get two copies of Lightning Strike or whatever it is. I mean, you already have God of Thunder that creates energy resources. So Hammer Toss doesn't require it. Sif doesn't require it. Asgard, Helmet. Mjolnir, none of them require you to focus on that energy resource. But in my mind, for some reason, it's just maybe it's because he's the god of thunder. I just like 
hyper focus on it and I cannot like let it go. But even like even like in the last couple of weeks when I was building a Thor deck, I saw myself like checking the resource like balance and being like, oh that's not enough energy resources. And then I had to check myself and be like, what am I doing? Why do uh, I care? <laughs> so I was gonna make this oh wait. Yeah, you moved Thor. Okay. Cool. I moved Thor. Yep, yep. Um which is great. That's awesome for me. That that ba actually that balances out. You You're bringing baiting me, down. aren't you? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm playing two steps ahead. Um, I was thinking about this choice coming up here that I'm about to do that I will reveal, reveal to everyone um, in the context of players as a whole. Um, but then I said, why do I care about that? I'm going to put it based on Addercop. Um, Black Widow to A tier. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Um, she is a ton of fun. She's exactly how I like to play the game. Uh, or ga play games in general. Um, I like the preparations. I wish we had more of them. Um, I like the... the Oh, I have, I have something for that plan. Uh, style of play. Uh, I tested Venom, I think, the first time with um, Black Widow. And it made for like really interesting... Really, really interesting lines of play. Um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I smashed Venom a bunch of times in a row just doing Black Widow stuff. Fair. Um, shield trait has greatly benefited Black Widow. I think there's a lot of fun decks that people have built recently where she like stays in alter ego form. And from the previews we've seen for Gambit's pack, we're going to get more stuff to do that with Black Widow. Um, so I think she's up there. I, I agree with you that she hasn't gotten a lot of preparation support, but she's gotten more than Hawkeye has gotten for Arrows. And I think this about Nebula, I think about about I think this about Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yes, we haven't gotten a ton of aspect cards that synergize with them. With Nebula and Hawkeye, it's no cards. But there's enough cards in their kit that you don't need that. And you can focus on other things in your 25 cards, which is like counter to something I said at the beginning of this, but it feels differently with those heroes to me because their kits are so focused on it. There's sort of like there's two ways you can build, right? You can look for aspect cards that synergize with your hero, or you can say, my hero is going to be self-sufficient, so I can build this second theme in my deck, and these are characters that are perfect at that. Um, that being said, I'm going to bump Iron Man up a tier. I agree with you. I hate Tony Stark. He is a horrible human being, and he's a narcissist, and I hate everything about him, but like the way he plays the game is so thematic. I've played so many games where exactly what you said happens, where the Iron Man player is like, just give me one more turn, and then I'll be all set up. And then, like, someone dies to, like, you know, a double surge card or something. And then Iron Man flips up and kills, like, all of the minions, and he hits, like, 11 and 13 damage with two Repulsor Blast. And he's like, hey, guys, we won. Look at me. Celebrate me. I'm Iron Man. And it, it to me, feels perfectly like MCU Iron Man and comic Iron Man to me, to be just, like... All about himself. Who cares about everybody else? At least that's how the feeling I always got from Iron Man. Ugh. But you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm looking at the list looking for, for Cap to place him again. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw Nova into B tier. Yep. 
nothing shocking. He's just middle of the road. Um, spend a bunch of time trying to drop the the big boom boom cards on people um, with the like you know the the dive bomb combo, um, which is fun and cool. But in general, uh, if I'm not slamming into people uh, for a whole ton of damage, I feel like I'm not really doing anything. Um, and I guess that's kind of on brand for Sam. Um, oh my gosh, I'm pulling all the <laughs> guns here. <laughs> if he's not shooting himself at high speeds at things, he's not really doing anything. All right, fine. I'm gonna put Miles at C tier um, because his status conditions make him super OP. What I hate about Miles is I feel like. He just takes like all the things Hawkeye does and then does them for free and effortlessly with other bonuses on top of it, which <laughs> irritates me furiously, but not so much that I would like want to build a Vision Groot Valkyrie or Wasp deck over a Miles deck. So he feels like perfectly in that C tier of could be more fun if only he wasn't so stinking good all the time. Because of the nature of this tier list, yes. <laughs> Being able to just say, because uh, in that, that group that I mentioned earlier where I got to play Spider-Ham, uh, somebody played Miles, and they, you know, once they understood how status stuff works, they're like, so we can just like ignore this? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, you can, we can... Oh, you yeah. stunned him again. Shucks. <laughs> we can just ignore him and then do our things. And, yeah, oh, what, so... you got confused, stun, and tough in the same turn, and you still have cards left? Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll draw another empty can. You know? <laughs> here's a hand that can't do damage. My team. <laughs> yeah, here's a hand that can't do damage. Uh, I guess I really don't do anything this turn because nothing sad. needs to be done. Hulk sad. <laughs> Hulk sad. <laughs> How'd you know I was playing the Hulk deck? Um, is it because I said I have a hand that. Okay, anyway, um, I'm going to go Scarlet Witch into A tier. B tier, you said, right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was here, right mistake. on. <laughs> um, I wouldn't call her like super fun, but I think that she is really, really interesting because of all the decision points, and I think that her mechanics are as chaotic as the game will allow without just being like unfun, losing to card flips. You know, unfun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she hits risk reward at the right level. Um, yes. Where Star yes. Wars like at least a level down. So I agree. Yeah, I've never had a Scarlet Witch game where, you know, whoever was at the table playing Scarlet Witch was just like, oh, I blew up and died because I tried to do my stuff. Um, because that's really, like, not how she works. But, uh, you know, like, her old stuff where she's like, oh, I tie your shoelaces together is uh, impactful about a boost icon. So that's, like, good. That's perfect. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move Spider-Man up to A. Oh, man. Because he's Spider-Man is climbing the walls. Amazing. He's amazing, right? And A is right. amazing. He's the amazing Spider-Man. Um, also, I think that he does have that deck that, like, scales up with heroic level and with, like, extra hazard icons and things like that, which is really cool. It's nice to have a hero that can actually, like, scale with the difficulty of the game. Um, not, like, stat difficulty, but, like, extra encounter cards and surges that those lovely designers like to throw at us sometimes. So I think Spider-Man's pretty amazing. There you go. Oh boy. Well, I hope you have an adjective ready for when you inevitably move him up to S tier. Um, spectacular. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of choices. So I'm just, no. <laughs> just hoping that you have at least one. Okay, okay. <laughs> Super fun S tier I mean, for bone saw is right. No. <laughs> Do I fight you over Spider Man? Maybe I fight you over Spider Man. Maybe I that's mean, the move. You got to wait another turn, so. Yeah, it's true. Be careful. You don't uh, want to well, waste all six turns doing that. No, I'm just let's see. So the D tier is green, and so is Drax. So do I just put him into the D tier? Yes. I do it. I'm going to do it. Because if you don't have uh, Dwight Heat Mastery, I don't have my cards in front of me. I yep. think it's Dwight, That's the Dwight Heat Mastery. Wow, yeah. If you don't have it, you just have a really bad time of getting punched in the face and trying to do damage as though you were Hulk. Uh, I'm also a little bit bitter that he got Hulk's mechanic um, that Hulk should have. So I'm being a little bit vengeful here. And as far as thematics go, um, I guess it's pretty dead to rights, but Drax is not a very interesting character. So Emotions are allowed. So I, I get that. <laughs> yeah, I love playing Drax, um, but that's because I'm a glutton for punishment. I think he suffers from the same problem of Groot of they didn't... They... No one knew what defense was at the time. Um, he was probably designed, and now he suffers because of it. Whereas more recent defenders it. like Shadowcat and people like that just thrive under the new rulings. So it, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah, do that one. Yeah, do Spider. No, I got more things to fix that you've messed up still. What? What was I going to do? I had a My thing invariable I excellence. I had a That's thing I possible. wanted to fix. Oh, it was Spider-Woman. Uh, I uh, think she goes in S tier. Yes. You got played like, again. <laughs> I think she does. I think she's that fun nowadays. And again, this is that bias of like, she, she came out with Hawkeye, so I just ignored her for a solid nine months mm -hmm. out of sheer jealousy probably but probably i think that like there as the card pool expands just like ms marvel gets better and just like captain america is getting better and cyclops and all sorts of like these interesting deck building people are getting better spider-woman gets better at the same rate and more so than gamora who also has an interesting deck building thing going on with her so i think that i i'm just gonna throw her an s i think that's where she goes you I don't, that's not a very solid maneuver. ground to stand on, but it's my it's my gut. And no, no, I I do agree that as the as the pool is increasing, she will inherently get more interesting because it means basically like what I said. There's more combos in yeah. two different aspects. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I'm just being really, really conservative with the S tier. Um, I mean, S tier in my mind is like it's getting pretty late at night right now. But if this recording ended and you were like, hey, want to go play a game with Captain America and Cyclops? I'd be like, let's do it. Um, maybe not really. <laughs> it's actually pretty late. But yeah, yeah, that's that's Strong like how I feel. About it. Anyone asks me to play a game, I'm playing something else. I'm like, cool. Let me put this away and go build a Captain America deck. Um, that's how I feel about S tier. Yeah. Which makes me a little like vengeful about Spider-Ham being there, but I haven't been able to justify that action <laughs> over something else yet, so that's what I'm doing in my head. Um, and my son will be very happy when I show him the picture tomorrow morning before school, so, you know. You can't keep letting me get away with the Spider-Ham stuff. <laughs> These antics. Um, let's, uh, let's see. Actually, you know what? We're going to put Hawkeye in A tier. 
I lingered long enough that you did it for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put him in A tier because... How many times uh, can um, I spend bumping him into S tier? All of them. <laughs> that, then the show actually never ends because we're going to have to keep pulling him back down. They just, I can't abide. Um, so Hawkeye feels really thematic in that when he, when he finds his opening, he's the greatest. But until then, you got to keep him out of danger. You got to get stuff away from him. You got to solve the problem that he can't touch. You know, but when you need an arrow shot at something, he's your man. <laughs> um, and the the deck build that allows you to exhaust him with brute forces and an ally is honestly a ton of fun. I yeah. really, really like that deck. It's not, it's, you know, I like building, I like playing a deck with friends and they're like, what are you doing? What is going on? You just put an energy spear on Throg? Like, I guess that's good. What are you doing? And you play a brute force and you pass or something and they're like, what is happening? And then you you ask them to pay for your card. And then you hit something for 11, you know, like... <laughs> with Overkill, as one. With, so good. <laughs> yeah, with Overkill. Like, he's a, he's a ton of fun, so I really like Hawkeye+. Plus. Have you played Justice Shield Hawkeye yet? Uh, wait, I think I did. Okay. Yeah, I think I did. Be, be, before I was doing the, um, the as one deck, I, uh, I played a little bit of Justice uh, Shield yeah. Hawkeye. If so Hawkeye's really cool. didn't make me shuffle every turn, I would fight you and try to put him into S tier. But because... And people make fun of me for this, because I complain about shuffling when I play Hawkeye. And they're like, oh, if you don't like shuffling, why do you play card games? It's not that I don't like shuffling. It's that I don't like mandatorily shuffling every turn that I play my game. <laughs> you don't um, like losing value on your Hawkeye card? Yes, I like knowing what's coming up. I like that that was like perceiving the battlefield and like per being, being able to be more prepared. Um, so I'm still bitter about it, and because of that I'm not putting them S tier. But... If they ever change the RRG, because this is a living card game, Caleb, if you're listening to this, I would Please, move Hawkeye, Caleb. one of your designs, back up to S tier. All you got to do is change what Search does again. I'm not asking it's right too there. much. It's, it's free real, real estate. It'll mess up like 500 other cards. That's fine. You can have it. I don't care. I don't care about those cards. I'm not lying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't care. <laughs> Honestly, search for whatever. Fine. That's, that's, that's good. Um. Oh gosh! Well, you just did do my it. job for me. Just so do it. Spectrum is it, gonna but... be an A tier. Um, much like Ant Man, like the changing of forms feels really fun with Spectrum, and whatever form you're in, you're like rock star. So she has good builds and everything. I mean, her leadership build is basically you know spam allies and strength in numbers, which is a little bit of a downer. So that keeps her out of best tier for me. Um. But the fact that you can get to three in your stat for any of the three basic stats right to start with means that like you can build an aggression deck that just sits in I don't know anything about like gamma stuff, but whatever form she's in for for thwarting. <laughs> Gamma's the attack one, I remember that much. Yes. Um, it's easy to remember because of Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Gamma fist. Um whatever form it was, pulsar or something Oton. like that. Photon? Something. Something form. I should know. I was playing it like last week. I, I was playing a deck where I... It was an aggression deck and it was all about using um, all the new like aggression aerial cards we have. Hone, hone technique, dive bomb, and uh, what is it? Pitchback where you like after you attack deal four damage. But then you were just sitting in the three thwart form. That way you could just like constantly not worry about threat and just let your aspect cards do their thing. Um, so I... I think she is fun because of that, because she really lets 
you shore up whatever weakness, whatever aspect you pick needs to shore up. Yeah, I agree. Um, and Thunderbolts. And Thunderbolts. And <laughs> In case we Thunderbolt. need more excuses. Easy, easy money. Give me a Thunderbolts character, I'm going to rank it kind of high. Um, yeah, uh, I, I agree in general with Spectrum. You're, you're totally right. Like, she also, unfortunately, feels like Vision, but more interesting or more uh, fluid. Let's go... Let's see, if I don't rank She-Hulk, who's going to be mad at me? Um, Crimson. Crimson. He's not going to watch this, don't worry about that. Well, <laughs> we'll do Crimson. this again with all four people, it's going to be chaos. And then we should I compare those ones. Wait. <laughs> um, uh, Crimson likes yellow cards, so She-Hulk can go into the yellow category. She, the bottom she could be more yellow. fun. Yeah, she could be more fun. Um, I feel like I spend all the time waiting for one-two punches, <laughs> and I really wish I could be gamma slamming, and then everything else is just kind of like, whatever. Hellcat's fun. Hellcat has some like really interesting stuff you can do with her, um, but like in general, I just feel like we could get more, more. Uh, we could get more quips too, you know. Fair. Um, I am going to put Ghost Spider in the B tier, and that's the other one my son wants to be in the A tier. Um, mainly B tier because she's way more interesting than Miles, and he came in the same box. But also, I think that she's going to have this, like, every time uh, Interrupt or Reaction comes out, we're going to say, oh, how does that work with Ghost Spider? Um, which is exciting. It's not as exciting as Miss Marvel, which is going to have a ton of more events that I assume she's going to interact with. But at the same time, like, being able to get that free ready like buys you a lot, right? It's just like Captain America's ready, and his isn't free. Hers is free if you do something else. So I guess it's not free. But built-in readies can be like really strong and really fun. Um, and I, I'd almost put her at A tier for it, but for the most part, I think she's she's a solid B tier and fun for me. I ain't building a Ghost Spider deck or a Hawkeye deck. That's all I'm saying. I know that this is uh, not the, the skewedness that... That uh, makes for good data, but when we played with the uh, Spider-Gwen pre-constructed deck, uh, had a really bad time. Didn't, didn't have a lot of fun with it, but this isn't, this isn't a pre-constructed deck podcast. So, so now the, the power is literally in my hands. I could just spike. You could end the game or risk on how long you want to let me ruin the list more or fix the I list. I know. I could just spike Spider, reveal how dumb I am. And lock yeah, everything then in. Then you'd blood. have to admit to what you know or don't know about Spider. So, you know. True. <laughs> um, I've seen. So, uh, truth be told, I don't think I've played Spider. And it's because I've played Spider with you when you were playing Spider. That's true. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I couldn't either. I'm pretty sure I cheated. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's, our, that's our tagline, isn't it? Why not just cheat? Just cheat, play all you want. RG 1.5, it says that right at the top. Just, just cheat. Do <laughs> just whatever. play all you want, just cheat. You know, just, just make up the rules as you go. Read the cards. Read the cards aloud, and then don't do that thing. Um, I'm going to move Wolverine up to S tier. Whoa. Because I want Crimson to be my friend. Okay, that's fair. We're only going to show him the final results. We better get he's, Hulk up higher now. No. He's Wolverine is nuts. Like... 
I, doing the mansion attack scenario and just just saying like, you know what? Let me try out this Wolverine deck. Popping it out of the wrapper and shuffling it up and playing it, and then one shotting the first villain was insane. <laughs> yeah, but you know what doesn't make you happy about Wolverine is when you use his claws, you can't meet the restrictions for dropkick. So actually D tier. I'm just saying. <laughs> um in our ever growing effort to make Crimson happy so he doesn't quit the show, I'm gonna move She Hulk up one tier. Um Mainly because we're getting more and more flip cards. We got most of those in the cycle right after Red Skull. But we're getting, like, you know, ready to rumble and other things that work with a hero that wants to flip. Um, and that's exciting to me. I also think that she can just stomp face, right? You're talking about Wolverine being able to just go all out and win turn one. But you can easily draw into a hand with She-Hulk where you're just like, Oh, I did 14 damage turn one. Oops, sorry, all damage, right? It's like the Crunchberries meme, but... That's exactly what I said <laughs> aloud to myself at the kitchen table. I'm, yeah, exactly, right? So I, I think that she has the potential to be there. Um, I wish they had slightly better thwarting cards to represent her alter ego side, because I do feel like they tried, they really tried to focus on the Jennifer Walters side of She-Hulk, which is my big complaint about Bruce, her cousin. Um... But, Thank you for clarifying that for me. Thank but, you. Oh, I mean, I don't know what your level of Marvel Comics knowledge is, but it's clearly not to the point that you would know that they were related. I mean, they don't even have the same I've last name. The Disney Plus series. Um, I've watched the Disney Plus series. I know a thing or two. Yeah, expert now. Either way, I feel like legal practice and superhuman law division, like they're just like a means to an end. You're like paying for your punishment of flipping instead of like gaining an advantage from it, which is a bit of a bummer. I agree. I don't know I do why agree. I'm like insulting her as I move her up, but you know, sometimes sometimes it's like that. You know, that's life, man. Um, I'm going to move performance Venom. reviews feel at work, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. These these are actually performance reviews for the 41 here. Oh, we should do that. I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to move Venom up to A tier because Thunderbolt bonus. No. <laughs> Blandness bonus is what you mean. No way. Reload is really fun. When, I like when I go, hey, 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 and I ready all of my guns, and I use all of my guns to do cool stuff again. Isn't Reload a rocket card? It might be. Uh, uh... It's like it's, run and gun is Venom card where you ready him and all his weapons. I think it's run and gun. Yeah, so I think you're I right. I think because of that, you should be punished and have to move him down to C tier instead. Well, you um, have the power to do that. Exactly. I don't. You don't. I, you so just he's safe. Him, so I can't touch him now, right? So he's safe. Uh, <laughs> so as punishment, Spider Ham is going to be sacrificed. Oh, right <laughs> oh, Miss Marvel ID. Let me let me go through him here. So Spider Ham, Miss Marvel, Cyclops, Ironheart, Captain America, Spider Woman, and Wolverine in S tier. Pretty happy with that. I'm not. I'm not super upset, other than Spider Ham. But for you'd be insane son, to disagree. You'd be insane to Storm, disagree. Storm, Ant Man, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. All right, that's it. Scarlet Witch is going down to B tier. Whoa. Um. Out of nowhere. Because I've been thinking about this for a while. I meant to do this earlier, but we got too excited about the ones we still had to place. Um. I feel like Scarlet Witch is. The opposite side of Star-Lord on the risk-reward spectrum. Like, her risk never feels like it's even mildly risky. <laughs> like, 90% of her time, her risk is just like, oh, okay, whatever. Keep moving on. I still have, like, some of the best cards in the game because I'm a mystic. 
Um, whereas I do feel like Wolverine's claws actually provide some risk reward. He has his healing factor to try to compensate for it, but if you just keep using your claws, you're gonna burn yourself out. Whereas with Scarlet Witch, you're just like, it's a four-player game, and you're like, oh no, an acceleration token. However, will I deal with that? Oh, the, you know, 70 thwart I can remove during a deck pass. Shucks. Um, so I feel like her risk reward isn't quite tuned well enough. It's not Listen. risky enough for Listen. the reward you get. If you use her crown to change something, you can't use it again in the same turn because it's exhausted. That's a risk. That's a risk. That's a risk. I don't know how else to cut it. I mean, I guess in, in crest, theory, just like flipping your boost card is a risk, right? So, for right. We're evaluating okay. risks. I'm less worried about the risk of having used my crown well to trigger one effect than the risk of not using it because other things didn't happen. Well, I meant to say crest if I said crown. Obviously. I think that... Yeah. Okay, so you move Turn Scarlet that crown Witch upside down. down and tell me what you're doing. Turn that crown upside down. Oof. It is late. You're delirious. You sound like me. <laughs> Um, honestly, I'm pretty happy with where everything is right now. I don't feel like there needs to be any adjustments. I know, that's, I, that's and... what I was doing as I was going through him, and I'm like, oh gosh, are we are we going to end it here? And then I saw Scarlet Witch, and I was like, no. I guess I can make a case for moving Captain Marvel down, but I that don't want to give you the opportunity. I'm telling you right yeah, now. No, I know, I know. I understand that politics are part of this game. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take Spider and put her into tier because I don't know enough about Spider and I admit that I'm too dumb to put her into a higher tier. <laughs> I love that you're like, I'm going to put Spider here because it's not super offensive and hopefully people won't hate me. <laughs> Basically, yeah. like It's my own shortcomings that I acknowledge. Um, and also, I'm protecting my precious boy, Peter Porker. <laughs> I thought you were protecting Captain America, but you know, whatever. No, okay, indisputable. Okay. Let me read through these tiers. And then what we'll do is on our first episode of next year, we'll compare to what our tier lists were and give a score. So it'll be super exciting. There'll be some suspense over the holiday season. So in our super fun S tier, we have Spider-Ham, Miss Marvel, Cyclops, Ironheart, Captain America, Spider-Woman, and Wolverine. A pretty super fun bunch. In our amazingly fun A tier, we have Storm, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Spectrum, and Venom. In, you know, our bland B tier, we have Gamora, Shadowcat, Quicksilver, Black Panther, Colossus, War Machine, Star-Lord, Captain Marvel, Adam Warlock, Thor, Nova, Ghost Spider, She-Hulk, Scarlet Witch, and Spider, Penny Parker. So clearly that is the, like, we couldn't make a decision about these people, so we placed them here, group. Under C tier, we have Rocket, Hulk, Phoenix, Nebula, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Miles Morales, Spider-Man. And then under the D, don't really have fun playing these characters tier, we have Vision, Groot, Valkyrie, Wasp, and Drex. And I'm pretty happy with this list. I see a couple that I know I'm off on. Um, any any glaring omissions that you would change? Like, if you had three moves on your own, what would you do? Like, could move anybody from one tier to another tier. Excellent. Remove the politics of it? Cool. Yeah. Um, 
You're like move, Hawkeye D tier. <laughs> move one is Captain Marvel down to C tier. Okay. Um, move uh, two is Adam Warlock back to A tier. And you can move them as far as you want in this this hypothetical. Oh, I was treating I was treating each category as one move, but I guess I was that's all I was doing anyway. Um, so yeah, Warlock to A tier, Captain Marvel to C tier, and then um, Colossus to A tier because he deserves better. You'd have it like that. I think that I would move Drax to B tier. Let me take a screenshot. Well, we'll, we'll figure that out later. I would move Drax to B tier. I would probably move Spider Ham to B tier. Oh. And I'd probably move Wolverine back to A tier. Okay. Sure. Just yeah, trying to make that. it more bell curvy, you know? That's right. my real the, goal. Well, we're we're pretty bell curvy here. We're pretty, we're pretty close. normal distribution. Pretty close. All right. Well that that is it for Marvel Champions Monthly for twenty twenty two. We will be back in 2023, wrapping up our Mutant Genesis box coverage and moving on to the Hero Packs in the Mutant Wave. I know Crimson and I talked about Storm and Wolverine, but we want to give Americano and Adderkop a chance to do that as well, as they are yeah. so amazingly fun and super fun. It's true. Yeah, we have it, obviously, here as our 100% scientific tier list. Yes, that's definitely what I said. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See ya.